Hi everyone, it's uh, Curtis here with another episode of Chickity Chat. I hope everyone's doing well and keeping safe and enjoying their time watching and feeding the birds. Uh, last episode we went over food and uh, bird feed in very great detail. Went over the different types of food, what sort of foods these mimic in nature, and right down to the, the really the nutritional benefits of these food, their uh, macros, so their calories and how much protein, carbohydrates they had. So now that we've kind of gotten through the food part of things and we've gone over a bunch of basic things, not quite getting into the specific birds yet because there is still some really important detail to go over as far as the basic backyard bird feeding uh, goes and a lot of questions that still need to be answered. So in this episode, I'm going to go over um, what to look for in a bird feeder. Now, similar to, to bird feed, a lot of the times you go to a store, whether it be a hardware store or um, your local landscaping or garden center, and they'll have a, a whole bunch of, of bird feeders. And it's sort of you know, tough to know what to buy. A lot of them just sort of use sort of marketing techniques to make you think you're getting the best feeder for your money. But it, the reality is there's a, there's a number of things that you need to look out for. And what I'm doing is I'm going off the list of things that Wild Birds Unlimited has sort of created the ideal list of um, things your feeder should have um, f for overall uh, quality, uh, better bird feeding, more birds, and of course the safety for yourself and the birds as well. So we'll just get started in that. Um, like I said, there's a lot of options and you don't want to be tricked into getting something that's not going to last or the birds aren't going to like or is going to be uncomfortable for them. So uh, let's just get right into it. So when you are um, looking for a feeder, things that you should keep in mind um, for, for uh, the type of feeder that you, you are looking for is the aesthetics, the functionality, and the longevity. So you want it to look nice in your yard, be visually please, pleasing, and on top of that, that, that's not good enough. You don't just want a bird feeder that looks good. You also want a bird feeder that is very functional, um, easy to use, easy to clean, easy to fill, and uh, good for the birds to use as well. And then on top of that, longevity. So you want the bird feeder to last a long time. You don't want to be replacing your $70 bird feeder every you know, six months or every time there's a bad storm or after you drop it once accidentally filling it, it's just sort of discouraging and defeats the purpose of the hobby. So first thing we'll get into is the appearance of the bird feeder. So you want to find something that's aesthetically pleasing, something that you really enjoy the look of. Now this is going to vary uh, person to person. I personally like a simple, elegant feeder, something with, you know, maybe a nice natural wood color with a with a nice green backdrop on it uh something you know not not something that's covered in a whole bunch of glitter and sparkles and 
things flashing all over and spinnies. That's not really my thing. I like something simple and elegant. Um, so once you've, that's pretty much for appearance. Appearance is going to be totally dependent on you and really nobody else. The birds aren't really going to care. It's nice for the birds to have something that they can spot easily, but they're not going to go to your neighbor's fear because yours doesn't look as cool. It's just not the reality. So once you get past the appearance, the next important thing to look out for is the visibility of the birds themselves. So if you a lot of fears when you go to buy them, they will have two sides to them, sometimes four sides to them, and they do not build the feeder so that you can see the birds on the back side of the feeder. Now, if you have a bird in feeder in your yard and you like to look at it through your window, naturally the birds are going to land on the side opposite of the window. So you're not even gonna be able to see the birds feeding off of it unless it's completely full, and the reality is that's not always the case. So. I think it's important to consider this when buying a feeder, buying a feeder that doesn't have a side on it that you can't see or has been designed so that you can see all sides of it. And these are things that you might not think about when you buy it and when you put it up, you'll be disappointed because you can't even watch the birds all the time. Anyhow, the next thing that's really important to look out for is a bird feeder that is easy to fill. There's nothing worse than buying a bird feeder, hanging it up, and realizing, oh, this thing's just a nuisance to fill. You don't want to go out and fill it, and you see it's empty, but it's like, oh, but it's such a, I gotta, I gotta get on a ladder and pull it down, or I gotta twist this cap off, and uh, you know, the bird feed spills all over the place. It's just total pain. You wanna get a feeder that has, you know, components that don't have to be disassembled, something with a hinge or that's just attached to a wire so that you can feed the feeder without disassembling it or having to put it on the ground to fill it. Something that you can just walk up to, lift the lid, fill it, walk away, Bob's your uncle, you're done. So that is, that is definitely a key thing to look out for. Another thing in regards to easy filling that you want to consider is you want to you want it to be easy to fill in cold conditions so a lot of the times in the winter this is one of our most most crucial um, points in bird feeding when the birds really need us the most and you want to have a feeder that you can fill while wearing gloves because let's face it a lot of the time you don't want to go out and touch a freezing cold feeder and freezing cold and you're going to be more and more discouraged to not even bother so Get a feeder that you can easily fill while wearing gloves, heavy winter gloves, whatever. And and this is going to just, I, I'm telling you, make your life so much easier. And you have to pay, if you have to pay for a little bit more money, just consider it an investment. I mean, we've all bought, we've all cheaped out and bought something that was considerably cheaper than maybe the, the next brand or whatever. And then you realize, oh, that's why it's cheaper because this thing is just a total pain. So something to really really consider is the ease of filling in cold weather warm weather doesn't really matter you want to be able to fill it in in all of those circumstances another thing on the topic of cold weather is getting a feeder that feeds the birds in a blizzard scenario so if you've ever hung up a bird feeder in a, in a and it's there's been a blizzard or a heavy snow situation with blowing snow you'll find that in the direction that the wind is blowing, 
the holes of the feeder will get clogged up. Now you wanna make sure you have a feeder that has at least one side downwind of the, uh, of the snow so that it is accessible for feeding because during a blizzard is gonna be one of the most crucial times we need to feed the birds. So allowing that easy access when some feeders are getting filled with snow is really important as well. And another thing to consider when you're buying a bird feeder is having a feeder that you can easily see the, uh, the seed level from inside your house. So you don't want to be kind of guessing when the bird feeder's out of seed or, you know, going outside to check it, and especially when the weather's really crappy. Say it's, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon and the sun's starting to go down in the winter. You want to be able to look out at your feeder and say, okay, what what's what's our food level here? And that way, you know, if it's getting low, you can see, you can put your gloves on, get your seed ready. You can go out and fill it so that the birds that are coming to your feeder right to the end of the day, they fill up on fat so they can survive the cold night. And so that the bird feeder is full in the morning already. So you don't have to go out there in the frigid morning or you can, you're able, if it's a weekend, you can sleep in and make sure your bird feeder is full. However, I do never sleep in on the weekends on the winter because I do my, uh, feeder watch count so I like to be up every morning to start counting birds but um, yeah so keeping that in mind something that you can see from inside of the house and you know it might not seem important when you're buying the feeder but it, it has great advantages the next thing that you uh, want to look out for is a bird feeder that keeps the food dry so it really doesn't matter what sort of bird feeder you buy Rain and snow is gonna get into it. You know, we have wind, we have torrential downpours. Pretty much no matter what you do, wind's getting into it. Or sorry, rain's getting into it. So you want to make sure that your feeder has some good drainage so that water does not sit around in it. And you wanna make sure that your feeder is able to dry up with wind and sun. So a lot of feeders, you know, they will get water in them and the water will just sit at the bottom and sort of create rotten moldy food. But if you get a high quality feeder that is designed correctly, it should drain water out of the bottom and allow wind and sun to enter so that it not only keeps the feeder dry, but the contents inside as well. This will prevent you from wasting bird feed and having to take your bird feeder apart all the time and clean mold out of it. And on that thing, Kate, on that note, it's important to consider a bird feeder that is easy to clean. You do not want a bird feeder that does not come apart to clean. Um, and, and you want it to be easy to open lids, remove the bottom so that it's super easy to clean. And, and when it comes to cleaning, you should, Every time you refill your bird feeder, you should, you know, give it a shake, give it a wipe, clean out the shells, and make sure you've got a fresh, clean bird feeder every time you're feeding. And then once a month, you should you should empty your feeders, spray them with the hose, run them under the sink, whatever, give them a good rinse, you know, get them, get them nice and clean. And once every four months, so four times a year, you should be taking your feeders in, taking them apart, disassembling them, 
and giving them a 10% bleach solution and just being sure that you're staying on top of, of cleaning them quarterly. So you don't have to do a crazy deep clean every time you refill it or even once a month. You can do like a general clean once a month, shake it out every time you fill it and four times a year, give it a good bleach clean. Keep the mold bacteria out of there. Keep those birds safe, healthy, and happy. The next thing is you, you want to make sure that your bird feeder has good flow, good seed flow within the feeder. There's nothing worse than having a feeder that clogs up or the seeds don't divert to the holes properly or food that just sits in the bottom and attracts mold because it's not designed so that the birds can get all the food out of the feeder. So now you're now you're cleaning out the feeders and scraping dry wet food off the bottom. It's covered in mold and you're having to do these bleach cleans every month instead of every four months and it's just a pain in the butt. You want a feeder that's actually designed correctly. And that's usually the difference between going and buying a $10 feeder and a $60 feeder. You're, you're making an investment to not only make your life easier, but the, the bird feeding experience a lot better. So you get what you pay for, keep that in mind, and don't buy bird feeders from companies that are just looking to get your money by bird feeders from companies that are bird feeders themselves and understand what you need in a bird feeder. The next note is something, a bird feeder that is self-cleaning by winds and the bird themselves. So a lot of the times if you're feeding uh, seeds with shells, millet or sunflower seeds, the birds aren't friendly enough to make sure all the shells hit the ground. They get caught up in the feeder so some feeders the uh a lot of the feeders at wild birds unlimited are designed so that there's little ports on the sides of the feeders so that wind will actually blow the shells off and same with bird activity their beaks and them walking around in the feeders will actually knock these shells off the feeders so essentially giving it a self-cleaning property uh, you want a feeder that's going to be able to withstand a fall or, or a drop because let's face it you're probably going to drop a feeder once or twice i mean i drop everything i drop my phone i drop my keys i i, I drop plates on the floor i'm particularly clumsy I'm, i it's it drives me nuts i feel like i'm constantly spilling and dropping things and if i buy something that is not going to going to last at least one drop then i'm guaranteeing I'm buying it again. So you want to get something durable and and you never know, you could hang something up on a tree, a branch could break, the wind could knock it over. There's a good chance these things are going to fall. So you want them to be able to last. Otherwise, you are going to be buying a new one. Buying a feeder that is easy to mount and hang. So you whether you're hanging it on a tree, mounting it on a pole that you're sticking into your yard, you know, mounting on your deck railing it doesn't matter you want this to be easy and you know taking it down as well so you're going to be filling it cleaning it installing it all these things should be easy you don't want something that's a pain in the butt now if you're putting if you're mounting it onto a tree branch that's higher than you can reach there are extension poles you can buy so you can still mount it by hand you don't have to go get the ladder out of the the shed and deal with all that so 
keep in mind that you don't want to buy something with a little tiny hook that doesn't mount to anything or a crappy little hanger on it that's too difficult to mount. You want something that is convenient. Now, in terms of buying something that's suitable for the birds, you want to make sure that this bird feeder has comfortable perches. You do not want a bird feeder that is just ergonomically uh, inadequate for the birds. You want something that has nice perching spots for their toes to reach around and uh, comfortable landing places for them. And you want, like say you're buying a hopper, you want something with a roof that's high enough so that say a, a northern cardinal can actually fit in it and not have to worry about the, uh, you know, have to scrouch down or reach in there or hit its head. So keeping all these things in mind when you're buying feeders are important too. Another thing to consider, uh, depending on your location, is either buying a feeder that is squirrel tolerant or squirrel proof. Now the difference between squirrel tolerant and squirrel proof is squirrel tolerant will actually allow a squirrel to eat from a bird feeder, but without it being able to destroy it. A lot of the times when squirrels eat out of bird feeders, they love to chew things, they like to get to food they can't reach, and they will just eat apart your bird feeder. So buying a bird feeder that is either allows a squirrel to eat from it without destroying it is important if you want the squirrel to eat from it or squirrel proof is a feeder that does not allow the squirrel to eat from it or destroy it so if you don't want squirrels to eat from your feeders at all there are squirrel proof feeders that can provide this experience for you and in the next podcast i'm going to do i'm going to go over critter solutions and a large chunk of the critter solutions podcast is going to be about squirrels. We're going to talk about squirrels, raccoons, rats, rodents, uh, deer, you, you name it. Even even some unwanted birds such as uh, if, you, if you're nuisance birds that maybe you don't want house sparrows or starlings or grackles. There's solutions to all these things depending on your bird feeding disease, d, d, desires and needs. Wow, I'm having a hard time spitting out words today. So, considering the squirrel tolerant and proof feeders is important as well, depending on where you're at. I don't really have squirrels here, so I don't have to worry about them. I've never had a raccoon. I do get deer and uh, some other things like that. So, we'll get into that in the next. Uh, another thing you can look out for when you're buying feeders are feeders with special features. So, like I said at the start, you know, maybe your, maybe your uh, feeder will have a spinny wind doodle in it or uh, I don't know maybe it will make bird chirp noises I don't know I don't really know what sort of special features are really out there because I like simple bird feeders but if there's something that you're looking for or you enjoy out of a feeder sure go for it there's nothing wrong with special features high quality materials is something that you definitely should be looking for though so some examples of high quality materials are high quality recycled plastic so something strong that's not going to bend break crack fade stuff like that um, instead of using nails to hold the hoppers together something that uses screws and glue uh, high quality hinges for sealing the roofs and not rusting and uh, floors being made out of screens so plastic screens powder coated metal screens 
something high quality that's going to last for a long time. It's not going to fade from the sun. It's not going to break from the wind, break when you drop it. I mean, this is important when we're buying anything. We want high quality. We don't want cheap crap. Cheap crap leads to buying it twice. So if you saved half your money, there you go. You didn't save half your money because you just bought it twice. And if you bought it twice, you're buying it three times and on and on and on and on. So consider that. Buy something, buy something high quality expensive once or you buy something cheap 50 times up to you another thing that you can consider is a feeder that is made with green materials so for example recycled plastic boards like i mentioned uh, you can buy feeders that are made of sustainably harvest western red cedar and western white pine or eastern white pine you know you want to make sure that that in this life we are doing our best to take care of mother nature especially when we're doing something such as feeding the birds, we don't want to be hurting the environment. So, so buy a feeder that's made out of recycled plastic. You know, take the taking that plastic out of the ocean and turning it into something usable that's going to last forever, which is which is really smart to do. Consider your feeders uh, having benefits or not having negative effects that are for the health of the birds and the humans. So. You want to make sure that any feeder is painted with stains that are water-soluble water with no lead, zero volatile organic compounds that off-gas. Uh, you want to make sure or possibly look for feeders that have antimicrobial protection that's uh, built into the plastic or paint that is powder-coated. You, you don't want to go buy, you know, and this is the risk when you, when you buy these cheap knockoff feeders from, say, China or something is... You know, is it painted with lead paint? We have, they have different standards for things, and you know, you don't really think about it when you put it up and feed the birds. But do you do you want to risk potentially killing them? Because I know I certainly don't. So those are things you really got to keep in mind. Another so on and on to that note. If this this depends on what's important to you. Now I I know I live in Canada. I'm really for, you know, buying local, buying things that are made in North America, keeping people's jobs, and and if, if it means paying more for a product, then so be it. But, you know, so see, if you're, see where your bird feeders are made. Are they made overseas, or are they made in U.S. and Canada? Like, this, this might not be important to you, so you can ignore it if it's not, but if it is... Keep that in mind and there's you know the high quality stuff that's going to cost a little bit more it's probably from from a place that you are happier to buy it from so you know not everyone's got all the money to buy all the things that are expensive but just just consider these things when you are buying and and last see if your feeder you can find a feeder that has a warranty or a guarantee in this day and age you should be buying something that the that the manufacturer is so confident that it's going to be good quality and and really good product that you know they can guarantee if you don't like it we'll buy it back no problems or if it breaks or if you lose a component or if something gets damaged that they'll warranty it no problem you lose a lid you know what let's send you a new one we want your bird feeder to last forever and be perfect so so buy a feeder with a warranty and guarantee and these things do exist 
Does it mean you're going to have to pay a little bit more for it? Probably, but, you know, how much is paying buying two because you lose a stupid lid? If, if you're buying feeders that have components you disassemble, you're going to lose those components you disassemble. So that's one of the reasons why you buy feeders that don't have disassembled components and just lids on hinges. And if you are going to buy a feeder with stuff that disassembles, you will lose it. It will drop, be misplaced, blow away in the wind. And that's why you want something with a with a warranty or guarantee. So, those are the the main things we're looking for when we're when we're buying our bird feeders. So, I'm just gonna just quickly go over things that you should avoid when buying a feeder. These are some things that we've gone over, but just sort of a little uh, conclusion to this episode. Um, pretty quick one today. I was thinking about jamming the critter solutions in, but it's such a big topic that I do kind of want to do a podcast on its own for it. Hopefully this, this feeder, um, in detail podcast is helpful to you and, uh, you can really consider this when buying a feeders. Now I did mention at the start, I sort of got these, these criteria from the Wild Birds Unlimited criteria. They've been making bird feeders for over 30 years. Um, they've, they've designed, redesigned, they've worked with naturalists, specialists, manufacturers, bird feeding experts, and all these sorts to come up with the ideal set of criteria to build feeders, sell feeders, and, and Wild Birds Unlimited feeders do come with all of these properties. They do not sponsor me. They do not endorse me. They do not even know that I am doing this podcast. They probably will never hear it. And if they do, you're welcome. But it's where I buy my stuff. It is the stuff I believe in. And and that does not mean Wild Birds Unlimited feeders are the only feeders that are good. There are other companies that make just fine feeders but they should have the same mindset as Wild Birds Unlimited and and they're probably going to be a locally owned, you know, made in Canada, made in USA brand. Chances are you're not going to get these uh, qualities out of your overseas feeders that are really cheap and at your hardware store or, you know, if you're buying a bird feeder, you should be able to walk into the store and say, hey, I'm looking to feed chickadees um, sparrows and songbirds. I don't want crows. I don't want starlings and I don't want squirrels. What kind of bird feeder should I buy? And if they cannot say, Oh, this, okay, this, this one has, you don't need to buy a bird feeder there. They are just selling you something that is going to disappoint you later. You want to buy it from a store that knows what they're selling, knows what the product does and knows what kind of birds that the the feeders actually attract so don't be fooled okay you know yes walmart has cheap feeders yes home depot has cheap feeders and they might look cool and good but you're just gonna be so unsatisfied in the in the end so another thing you can you can make feeders but when you make feeders keep in mind all of these uh these properties there's nothing wrong with the type of feeder you get the only thing wrong with any sort of feeder is a feeder that harms the birds in any way so so just make sure you at least avoid that so things to avoid in feeders feeders that hide birds on the back we went over this you want to be able to see the birds you're feeding that's sort of the point 
if you don't care about seeing seeing them, then just hang a bird feeder wherever, and who cares if you can't see them? That's but I love feeding them, and it's one of the greatest joys in my life. So I would recommend that. Don't buy a feeder that is difficult to clean and doesn't come apart. You need to clean your feeders. You want to clean your feeders, and you won't if it is a pain in the ass to clean. So don't even bother. Don't buy bird feeders that are uncomfortable for birds to perch on. They either won't perch on it, it will be a horrible experience for them, or they'll end up getting hurt or injured. Don't do that. Don't buy a bird feeder that is poor quality or made from materials that fail in weather. Whether it's snow or sun, don't waste your money. Don't waste your time. Buy high quality materials that are going to last the weathers and the exposures. Don't buy feeders that are dangerous for birds that pose a risk for their heads to get caught in openings or their feet to get caught in perch spots, cages, meshes. Buy safe feeders. Be smart. Don't buy feeders that are difficult to hang or mount on a pole. This will defeat the purpose of any sort of joy. You want it to be easy to clean, easy to get to, easy to put up, all these things. You don't want to have to put aside a whole weekend to figure out how you're going to hang this horrible feeder. Just to have another week, just to have to talk yourself for a month to take the thing back down to refill it. Don't buy a feeder that is difficult to fill, especially when you're wearing gloves. You do not want to not want to go feed your feeder in the middle of the winter when the birds need it the most. Don't buy feeders that have seeds that fall into areas that are out of reach to the birds that are going to be wasted, rot, mold, get stuck in the feeder. Waste of time, waste of money. I bought one of these. There's about a half inch spot at the bottom of the feeder where there's no seed direction for the bottom portholes and so they sit in the bottom and get filled with water and mold and ugh, it's terrible to take apart yeah don't do it don't buy a feeder that can be easily destroyed by squirrels or raccoons you will be buying multiple feeders and that is pretty self-explanatory chances are if you live in north america you have some sort of gray squirrel, flying squirrel, brown squirrel, black squirrel, some sort of squirrel. There's no shortage of squirrels and they'll just eat it. They want to get the food in there and they don't care if it's through the hole that's provided or through the hole that they provide. So buy rodent proof feeders if that applies to you. So that's pretty much it. There's a lot of feeders out there. There's a lot of different things that are important to different people, but these are the main criteria you should focus on. Don't just go buy the feeder that looks the coolest. Do a little research. See where it's made. See what it's made out of, you know? See where the holes are. See how the perches look. How is it made? Do, the, do any of the features that the bird feeder's selling mention, you know? easy for birds easy to fill do they say these things or do they just say nothing and just try to sell you some good looking piece of bird feeder or whatever so be smart in your bird feeding purchases if you have already bought a crappy feeder like i've done lots of don't worry about it buy go go buy go treat yourself buy a good bird feeder go to wild birds unlimited go to your local bird feeding expert store 
Go to a place that specializes in bird feeders. Don't go to Amazon. Don't go to Home Depot. Don't go to Walmart. You're going to be so disappointed, I promise you. If there isn't a local bird feeding store in your area, go online. Look up some DIY bird feeding uh, things. Try to find a store. All the all, a lot of these bird feeder bird feeding stores now they they've gone switched to e-commerce. They'll they'll ship you a bird feeder. Just don't waste your time and money on the crappy ones. That sounds like a good place to end this podcast. I really do appreciate you listening. Once again, please subscribe to the podcast. Please tell a friend. Please just. I don't care if you have to go to the rooftop and scream. Listen to Chickadee Chat. It will change your life. I don't care. I've got an Instagram, Birding Backyard, B-I-R-D-I-N-G-B-A-C-K-Y-A-R-D. Yes, try to try to spell that out. Birding Backyard, all one word. I feature pictures. I do all that stuff. I'm trying to make this podcast better. I'm getting deeper and deeper in details. I'm getting more comfortable talking to myself for, you know, an hour. I'm saying I'm less. Have you noticed? I'm saying uh, less. Still say it, but whatever. No one's perfect. YOLO. Whatever whatever the kids are saying now. So, check out the Instagram. Like the podcast. Subscribe the podcast. Rate the podcast. Tell all your friends. um, Spray paint it on walls. I don't, you know... Uh, rent a plane and fly a flag off the back of the plane saying listen to chick- chickadee chat hire a plane to write it write clouds in the sky fly it over New York California right in the sky with gas watch listen to chickadee chat you know let's get the word out there okay guys I'm gonna get some guests on hopefully soon we're going to get more into the backyard bird feeding basics. We're going to get into the critter proofing, making sure we're not getting deer and rodents at our bird feeders, uh, making, keeping rats away from the bottoms of our bird feeders. We're going to get into some other bird feeding talk, and then we're going to get into birds. I love talking about birds. I could talk about birds all day. For now, if you have any questions, complaints, um, anything like that, contact me at H-U-S-T-O-N underscore 25 at hotmail.com. I will get a proper email for this podcast, I promise. But do that for now. If you have any ideas for the show, uh, suggestions, solutions, if you want to tell me I'm an idiot and I ramble too much, I don't care. I'm, I love feedback of all, of all types. You can tell me my podcast sucks. Message me and tell me my podcast sucks because I will be determined to make it better anyhow that's enough for me i hope you enjoyed i hope you're right now preparing to go to your rooftop and scream to listen to chickadee chat i hope you're subscribing i hope you're telling all your friends i hope you're just going to take all your friends into a group chat and say listen you need to listen i don't even care if you like birds i don't even care if you like me listen to this podcast anyways thanks everyone appreciate your time Check out for the next episode. If you haven't listened to the old episodes, listen to them. You can just hear how I'm slowly getting better and how much more clunky those ones were, even though I could barely uh, operate my tongue today. But yeah, anyway, that's enough of that. See you, everyone. Keep it safe. Keep it easy. Keep feeding the birds. Love you all. Bye.